0: Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older
1: to win on the road in this environment. When there were doubts, Sherron, what does it mean to you?
2: Well, I want to thank the Lord. Well, I want to thank Coach Harbaugh.
3: I love you, man. I love the out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president. All right, A.D., we got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. (laughs) Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. Thank you, Coach. Minus three.
0: With Dave Damaschet. Woo! It's not just Happy Valley and or Ann Arbor, weird times in sports America. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus 3, presented as ever by Omaha. We got a good one upcoming for you. How do I know? Because in just a few minutes, I will be joined by Joey Mulinaru. You know him for the great impressions and beyond on social media. And soon you will hear his voice in your ears and it will hit you in the funny bone. I don't like that phrase. I don't know why I used it. How are you, Eddie Spaghetti? I know you're licking your wounds a little bit. But the good news is you're off the hook. I texted you and Hench, I think, three or four weeks ago that you the pain was over for your pro football teams. The Patriots weren't going anywhere. You knew that a month ago. Same is true for the Giants. And now you can just fully embrace the tank. Obviously, Dayball and company are embracing it. Because they're playing Tommy DeVito when there are guys like perfectly viable QBs out there. AJ McCarron, you could do better than Tommy DeVito. How do I know? Because I just named one guy who is better at throwing a football than Tommy DeVito is. How say you though. So now listen, now you turn the page away from this season. I know you had high hopes for it, but so be it. What's done is done. Now you look at Caleb Williams or Drake may, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily have you know sky high hopes. I thought that they were definitely going to go over their seven and a half win total. Why wouldn't I believe that their roster was better this year than it was last year or so? I mean, it's supposed to be, uh, and they want a road playoff game versus a 13 win team. But um, I don't think it makes any sense to get a quarterback in there that would win you games. Cause what does it prove at this point? What does it do for your season? Um, number one, the quarterback is just going to get demolished because the line is still playing poorly and Agree. there's still a bunch of injuries. So putting Tommy DeVito back there, it's a nice little story for him, his dad going to the game. Like I, Obviously, he lives with his parents. A guy bounced around in college football. he It's unfair <laughs> for him. He was never supposed to be in this situation, but the unfortunate injury to, obviously, Daniel Jones, but also to Tyrod Taylor. So, um, it, you know, it, it, he gets his opportunity. The Giants now just want to tank. They already announced Tommy DeVito as the starter for next week as well. So, look, if Cowboys fans are happy because you outscored the Giants, you know, whatever it was, 87 to 17, like, that's awesome. You still can't beat good teams, and you lost the Cardinals who we beat. So,
0: but um, you see – but you get my larger point here. See, you're now you just sit there for the rest of football season. I, I didn't and watch root- a
2: single minute of the game. Hand hand up, I did not. I watch a lot of football <laughs> on Sunday. I did not watch a single minute. There was no reason for me to watch the Giants play. So that game, I, I, everyone knew going in, it See? was a loss. There was no way Tommy DeVito Giants were going to beat the the Dallas Cowboys so there was no reason for me to. there was plenty of other good games going on Sunday I just you know forced that out of my mind and yeah it's you know number two pick right now uh if you have to see if the the Panthers need to win a couple games and then the Giants will be in the driver's seat
0: that's Um, it you you relax now all you sit and root for is for Caleb Williams and Drake May to stay nice and healthy and you get your pick of one or the other hopefully or you take the other guy as a vain person, that's always the better way to go. You want you want to be the guy who doesn't the have the choice. Yeah, right. Exactly. As I, 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 right. I'm. So, I, I wasn't even thinking of current events to prove my point, but yes, absolutely right. All the the Lovey Smith thing. The last play of the Texans 2022 season. Lovey Smith screwed the franchise for another generation. He gets the touchdown pass so that now they're not going to get Bryce Young and they're going to get stuck with C.J. Stroud. Either way, even if it doesn't work out, at least you can fall back on if you if you have self-esteem issues. I'm like, what was I supposed to do? They took the other guy before I had a chance. This is <laughs> this is a, a nice story, I think, for, uh, for people to look at. But, yes, you're free. You don't have to worry. There's no more pain left for you. You heard, I can't think of his name, the assistant coach from Michigan. Why are you tying yourself into knots like that, man? Okay, Harbaugh got caught. The the program got caught. Let's not add another layer to it by acting as though our hands are clean and everyone is evil for coming after it. It is what it is. I mean, I do think that this little that the bet that J.J. McCarthy and Tom Brady and everybody else are tweeting out is amusing as though It's rallying against the world. You're you're plucky little underdogs. Yeah, you got busted, much like the New England Patriots did 20 years ago. You're familiar with that phenomenon, Tom. No matter what you do now, if you win the national championship, when people open up the big college football book of history 50 years from now and they want to see who won the national championship, if Michigan goes all the way, somehow beats Georgia and Florida State and whoever else, and they are number one at the end, When you look at the book, 2023 National Championship, you will see just a big black stain. Same thing as what you see when you open up the story of the 20 years of the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady alleged dynasty. It is obscured by a big black stain, and you can try and tie yourself in knots about it, but it is what it is. Same goes for people in Pittsburgh, PA. This football team, Eddie Spaghetti, do you see me on Twitter? What am I dealing with here? Everybody is such a cynic that they can't even accept the six and three football team winning. By the way, it's not Dave telling you it's Mike Tomlin telling you we had Cam Newton on this very show around the Super Bowl. He told it to you. Maybe at some point you should believe what they're telling you. They want to win games the way they're winning games. It is not enough just to win more than you lose. It is to knuckleball every game, no matter how good or bad teams are so far. So good. And the pushback I have on all this to everybody is, dude, you know, can pick it ain't no good. And they ain't going to win no good. You think this team could beat nobody? This team can't be nobody in January. Who? Who can't they beat in 2023? Who do you see out there? The Dolphins are an offensive machine that is going to be hard for anybody to handle. They are scary. The Chiefs are obviously borderline dynastic at this point. Who in the AFC scares you? Is it Joe Burrows Bengals, the team that just lost at home to the Houston Texans? Is it Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who just blew, what was it, a 15-point lead in the last 20 minutes of the game to Deshaun Watson and the Browns? Who's so scary? The team that just got destroyed at home by the San Francisco 49ers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's so scary out there? What am I missing here, Eddie Spaghetti? Any thoughts on this before before we dial up our guy Joey for his insights? I
2: mean, yeah, I, I understand where people are coming from because it kind of does remind me of the giant season last year where you clearly know you're a flawed team. You clearly know you're not going to beat the powerhouse teams, but you're winning games. So it's one of those feelings where it's like, who yeah, are they nice not going to beat?
0: Who are they not going to beat?
2: I just don't think the Steelers are as good as you think. I don't I think if they, how good I mean, do I
0: think they are, I think they're going to make the playoffs and win 11 games. Exactly. Like I said, they are. That's exactly where they're tracking to making the playoffs. And that's it. That's what I think. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl.
2: I just, I don't look at that team and go, I don't, I don't know if it sounds bad to say, but I'm not sure if they're deserving of the six and three record. I don't, I would not pick them against the Dolphins. (laughs) I would not pick them against the Bengals. And like the easy answer is because those other teams have better quarterbacks. So if you need to score points, like, yes, defense is good to have, um, but we've seen the Cleveland Browns, you know, they have the best defense in the NFL statistically And yet they still struggle to win games. They lose games. They shouldn't lose. They have some nice wins. Obviously, backup quarterback win versus the 49ers, and they just beat the the Ravens. But they were still down. And it just shows you, like, you could have a great one side of the ball. But if you don't have the thing that's probably most important, the most paramount thing in 2023, which is, you know, the play of the quarterback, that's where people kind of, you know, get upset about. So I don't, I understand why there are fans who are like, what is the point of us doing this? We you know that we have a ceiling. And I think there are some fans like you, which is fine. No problem with you being a fan and being, you know, confident and believing in the team. But I think people that are, are the more cynical, they're more looking at the macro view are like, yeah, we can only go so far. So that's why I kind of feel like, you know, that's why Hens it every week too. It's like, they just find a way to get in games and win games. That's right. It's shouldn't. not a
0: fluke. I side of, of a, a well-coached good week. team
2: but i i don't i think once you come playoff time when you have the the, the big boys I, I like i'm not gonna pick the sealers versus the chiefs i'm not gonna pick the Steelers versus the Dolphins. i'm not gonna pick the sealers versus the Bengals. i'm Next not gonna pick two. the sealers versus the race i'm not gonna pick them against any afc North guess team. what
0: Bengals may not be a pick you need to make because the way That's they're fine. tracking right now they may not even get into the mix it, with that offensive line it is catching up with them it's been miraculous what burrow's been able to do through his career with an atrocious offensive line, but I mean, if you watch what the Texans did to him on Sunday, or did the, to the lack of an offensive line, they, you know, D'Amico Ryan's. I get that the big story in the quarterback league is C.J. Stroud, but we also need to give D'Amico Ryan's his sure. flowers as well. I mean, what he's done with that defense—the parts of the of that side of the ball ain't great one through eleven, but I mean, and they that, and they beat the Steelers. Yeah. They house the Steelers as a matter of fact. Um, Yeah. So, so I mean, they're tracking towards, obviously they're going to be a factor in the playoffs, but my big picture take is, you know, I know I've said this for the last couple of weeks, but it remains true. Who is the, who are these teams that nobody can beat the the middle, the, the, the teams we perceive to be middle-class teams that have no chance that when we obsess about our team, that's kind of in the mix playoff wise, like I say, the plug is pulled on your team. So you're pain-free now. If you're one of these teams that is not the Chiefs or the, like, you know, the idea that, bah, but we know where this is headed. We have no chance. I, you know, I, I don't see given the performances that we've looked at through half of the pro football season so far that overwhelm me. It's, it's resume That's intimidating and its reputation and what we decided in July was true about all these teams. That's intimidating. But the reality, if you're watching the games, is very few teams are impressive. In fact, a weird. I don't know if this counts as a hot take. Are the three best NFC teams right now better than anyone in the AFC? I keep singing songs about top to bottom, this AFC being as mighty as any conference I've seen in the Super Bowl era. But the heavyweights in the NFC are true heavyweights, Eagles, Niners, Lions. And I think you put the Lions in there, not because of Jared Goff, but because of what they do at the line of scrimmage that carries That's sustainable um, week to week. I, you know, I don't know right now. Maybe it leads me to we should bet the nfc wins the super bowl blind right now that might be a, an interesting play right now do you agree with the premise of what i just threw out there though well
2: i i mean i picked the eagles to win the super bowl in the and in the our preseason right before you know the, the season kicked off so i yeah i would be a hypocrite if i didn't take the nfc to win the title cuz i do believe in them and i do believe the Niners, I mean, there's a chance the Niners could beat the Eagles. So I think those are probably the two best teams. Uh, I know the the Cowboys get hot and cold, too, but I also wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys, like, if you put the Cowboys head to head versus some AFC teams, I wouldn't be shocked if they came away with the victory as well. So I think the NFC definitely has the better groups of people. The Seahawks have been struggling, but the Seahawks home field advantage is real. Um, I think they're still a team. that's So, yeah, there's a group of NFC teams that I I, I am pretty high on.
0: Um, All right, we'll dig in on college football a little bit more as the week rolls on here. We'll give you our picks as things get tighter and tighter and uh, the the resumes become even more important in these final weeks here to see who survives and can I that
2: get and can I give a, a hot take too? because you mentioned the Michigan Ooh. Penn State thing before sure. but think about this like how about I James know, Franklin how about that guy as your uh, head coach I mean going for it with four minutes left when you're only down one score and then obviously they, they you know Michigan scored a rushing touchdown and Quorum scored like a couple of plays after they they turned it over on downs but just think if they actually punted there because Penn State's defense was stopping them like everyone now is like, oh, J.J. McCarthy barely had to throw the football. It's like Michigan was close. They could if Drew Aller played average, he just just average not like great, just average. Like there was a chance Michigan blows that game and James Franklin by going for it with four minutes and change left. So it's like I know the coach came up the field crying probably because he won the game and they felt they're slighted. It's, 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 it's totally absurd. But to me, I was watching that game like I don't know what Penn State was doing there because they could have been actually like actually in that game and it wouldn't have been a thing where now we're like, oh, Michigan's like far and away. They're going to make definitely make it to the national championship game. I mean, look, neither have had an impressive schedule so far. No real quality wins. I guess Michigan now beating Penn State. But that to me was a huge bonehead move by James Franklin, who you actually could have won that game somehow if you did not go for it there, if you just punted the ball away. So my hot take, I guess, is like I'm not coming away from that game going, yeah, Michigan's awesome. Like, no hardball. I'm like, they're they're a team that does not have anyone hard in their schedule. And they that's why they're beating all these cupcake teams because all oh no no offensive plays allowed inside the 10 yard line. It's like, well, yeah, versus directional Michigan, any good team would do that. So I yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on Michigan.
0: Um, well, I think that's fair. I mean, they catch Ohio State coming up here obviously. Yeah, those I, are your test. I mean, the the thing that we talked about a week ago with uh with the Mook and Ham on the show was and it I think it's going to play out that way now. Oregon may run the table. And if Texas and Bama both win out, that obviously means Bama beating Georgia head to head in the SEC title game, Oregon's going to get left out. What a what a final last mm-hmm. blow for the Pac-12 Dion his last year there boy you talk about the the long bend of a football season and think about where Dion and the Buffs were um then and where they are now fascinating stuff Patrick Mahomes meantime he just had his bye week Travis Kelsey was down where was he Buenos Aires or wherever he was
2: yeah she had a concert down yeah Argentina. with
0: his lady friend um so I I suspect we'll hear from from both of them on how their football seasons are going from joey mulinaro in just a minute here i just have to say very quickly thanks to um our pal kent brown who you heard on the show a couple weeks ago because he inspired me he was in town and he was texting me during the day last thursday are you going to the pens kings game tonight and i was like "Ah, i don't and i listen we just went over to the rams game me and jean-claude van damashek and it's You know, do we really, are we going to run all the way downtown and do do all the stuff? And I realized, you know what? of course I have to do this. What kind of, what kind of father am I? The, the 87 and 58 and 71 are coming to town. How many more times are we going to get to do that? Of course, I have to take the opportunity to show the boy this team. And we went out there. It was uh, it really was a splendid hockey game, Uh, you know, for the sake of the sport of hockey, I wish every game were as entertaining as that one back and forth the whole time ends in overtime, all that kind of stuff, a beautiful uh, Sidney Crosby goal, to remember for all of time, for, for Jean-Claude Van Dammechek to be able to say decades from now, I saw 87 score a great goal in person once. Um, but then after the game, knocking around um, Staples Center, whatever it's called now, we had a quick bite to eat and in walked Dan Potash, the guy, p- people in Pittsburgh will know him. He does uh, in intermissions, he does the pregame and postgame, and he interviews the players between the periods and everything. And he is a mensch to beat all. And he came up, we saw him and he came over and was gracious as ever. I mean, what a, just a, a really nice, nice guy to my 14 year old boy. And then he said, Hey, do you, you want to meet Kobe uh, Armstrong? And, uh, huh. and Josh Getzoff, the play by play and the uh, color analyst of the pens. And the next thing, you know, we're saying hello to them. All really nice guys. Really great to, get to meet them and just talk puck with them for a second, you know, they're on the road all the time watching Penguins. And you could tell that they saw that this was a rare bit of entertainment, even to their eyes, as as uh, probably accustomed as they are to watching 60 minutes of puck, this one kind of broke through. But what broke through was what nice guys these were, what fun guys they all are. I really do think the Pens have found their guy for the next half cent or next quarter century to half century or however long he wants it gets off is is real good on the play by play and uh and, and more importantly just really nice guys it was a great uh great example like this is see you can be a jerk to people and you can be nice to people and it takes the same amount of energy and so thanks to those guys for the uh for the nice example sent for my and, and thanks to 87 and 71 and 58 and their new friend sixty five. They're turning around, Eddie Spaghetti. You and that was good I know you that was good like it.
2: <clears throat> that was a good one. First, a really good team too. Russ had to score yeah. twice in overtime. Uh, really good game to go to. A fun game. I I did tune into as many games as possible. So that was that was a great one. But uh, the I think rags like, are I, starting I, to break I, through
0: I, as a as a maybe a sustainable juggernaut here this I, season.
2: I think so. I think so. I'm very excited.
0: It. And. And I know oh, you can't talk about it. I know playing
2: without it or something. well without their two best players. So I know. know,
0: I know, I noticed. I noticed. All right, good for you. You don't have anything else you want to say? You want to predict the cup or anything?
2: Um, I was going to say that the uh, we would be we love to bash referees on this uh network, and I hate to do this, um, bashing the hockey referees, but I've never seen a team with more overturned calls from the Toronto booth, like from you know, they. They I think Will Cooley on the Rangers has three goals overturned already this season. We're only what how many games in? Less than 20 games in. Um, so it's it's just absurd that like referees still like there's still rules, many rules in the NFL. We don't know what's a what's a catch and what's a rough in the passer. NHL still has the problem too about like what is kicking uh kicking a goal or not. Like, no, if the puck gets loose or it's you can't find it in the goalies pads. And then they just, you know, when like the whistle, the intent, the referees could say they intend to blow the whistle. I'm getting through in the weeds or the hockey stuff, but there's some, every league has, has rules that are just totally absurd. And then you cannot challenge those. And I, again, it's just more about the league never wanting to admit fault. And them just trying to push their own narrative that they're the ones that are right. So it's just more nonsense, but it doesn't oh, the matter. Best is the
0: game anyway, the new, the new person on social media is the defender of the officials. That's, that's my new favorite person out there now is the school marm. There's it like, yeah, the crossing guard is right. Everybody like what, what are, the lunch lady is right. You shouldn't slam your lunchbox so loud. Like what, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Yep.
2: What, we're where, we're, where, we're in like so a psyop. We're, we're literally in the midst of a psyop. uh, definitely with the NFL <laughs> where it's just like trying to convince you. Otherwise they like, Oh, you know, everything's fixed. There, it's, it's, everything.
0: It's, I mean, like everybody's just uh, gotten to be a weirdo. Nobody can enjoy things. Um, Spaghetti doesn't enjoy the Giants, but right. They stink. Enjoy the things that are actually kind of good right now. Anyway, you know what?
1: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Oh, we're excited. We're excited. Unlike the cynics on the banks of the Three Rivers wringing their hands... Collectively about rooting for a six and three football team. I don't get it, but I do get this guy. And I suspect if you're listening right now, you get him too. He is hysterically funny across the board with the impressions and beyond. He's our pal, Joey Molinaro. How are you, man? What's going on? Uh, Shaq, it's so good to be here. Thank you for the kind
5: words. Uh, I know I've been texting you a little bit back and forth about how uh, it's really nice because we're I'm um, four years into this marriage, and uh, sometimes it can be tough to find a podcast or a show that you both can can sit there and enjoy in the car, right? And we've been doing a lot of traveling, and uh, I told you my my lady, she she does enjoy the minus three pod. She she enjoys the the kibitzing that happens between you and spaghetti. She loves that you call him spaghetti. She thinks that's hysterical, uh, and hence she just thinks you guys are a hoot, man. So uh, we really enjoy it, and I'm so glad to be here.
0: It says something weird about your wife that she watches she she's enjoying <laughs> listening to one man slowly go batty with each passing football week and his his war against the officials. That's uh, that's Kevin Hatch's <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's been something. Now he
5: really has. I mean, every time that I'm watching football now, I think of I mean, it's like Kevin Hinch. That's all I think about is Kevin <laughs> Hinch because all the officiating is is so bad and we see it time and
0: time again and then I'm just thinking about all Hinch. Yeah, well, see, I guess that's what I tell them. That's winning. When something bad is happening to you in your former life, that's just bad. But- When you can take it on the air and go public Mm. with it, now you've turned that uh, that lemon into lemonade. So, yes, thank you for the kind words. It's very nice of you to take take a second out of your life to drop us a line and let us know that you were laughing at uh, our (laughs) foolishness. Um, Okay, how are you? You're a Purdue guy. I'm an Indiana guy. We're big 10 guys. Are you laughing Mm -hmm. or otherwise at what's going on up in Ann Arbor?
5: You know, I, I, the, the reaction that happened on Saturday, I did find to be quite funny. Um, <laughs> just, and I saw, I, somebody wrote a, a column, an athletic writer. I can't even think about who, who credited it. I think Matthew Berry from ESPN quote tweeted it and just said this. And I, I got a chuckle out of it. And essentially the headline was like, you know, the irony of of them making this a memorial to themselves after something they did to themselves, right? I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's a really wacky situation, but I think if it's going to happen to anybody, if if it couldn't have been Saban, it couldn't have been Dion for me, Harbaugh had to be the guy. So I think it's hysterical.
0: Yeah, if you would have picked, Two schools within the Big Ten to have major awful scandals. I don't think you would take Northwestern and Michigan necessarily. <laughs> right. But maybe they totally
5: forgot happens. about the Northwestern, man. That's been swept oh, under the rug here.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that was eons ago. But yeah, that's that, perhaps it is a moral statement about what happens when you ascend up onto Mount Pius to look down mm. on other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe you lose sight of the man in the mirror there. True. Um, hey, um, I hate to tap in. I want to talk to you about uh, Ken Pickett and company because, like I say. Please. Weirdly, some people are quite vexed on the banks of the three Rivers. I want to get into that. But, of course, everybody knows Mulanaro for his impressions. By the way, you know, if we're having a uh, a mutual admiration uh, back and forth here, the impressions are gangbusters. Obviously, you get a lot of response for the Dion Appreciate and Saban and, that. Yep. and, and yep. everybody else you do. They're great. Jimmy Fallon and the rest of them. <laughs> but. To me, the the personifying of these people in super specific situations, like the guy who's going to his, his new girlfriend's holiday mm. party, mm-hmm. the way you nail that and the laughing at stuff that isn't <laughs> funny and making jokes that aren't funny that everybody <laughs>, laughs at is exactly right. It's the human condition. And in spite of that, I love the holiday season. I'm what the thing I don't get is I'm a little bit on borderline Scroogey on Halloween uh-huh because it's like like my wife is one of these people like her identity for a month out of uh, out of the year every year like turns into like Halloween lady and it's like all right we're going a little far since you're a grown-up um but at least she has kids to justify it. they're sure. grown- ups who don't have children who also are that way also weird people anyway, mm-hmm. I love when it November 1st, Christmas music went on in my home, and I spent this weekend crafting with uh, with my daughters. We 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 were painting houses for a Christmas village, and it was pure delight for me, at least. I, yeah. Maybe a little less so for them. I'll <laughs> say you on 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 the on the uh, the twenty first century thing of people being angry that Christmas has arrived and the music and the presents and all that stuff are already showing up in November.
5: Look, I. I see, I see both sides. Okay. Because I do need a little bit of a cushion check in between because I'm a huge Halloween dude myself. Okay. I go all out. I love it. I wear the Michael Myers mask all the time. Just like in my house, scaring the crap out of my own son. Right. Like I, I I'm all, all He's about who I are yeah. you
0: worried about what the damages might
5: do long-term to him. No, because I say it's okay. a, one of those methods. I, I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw you in the deep end and you're going to figure it out. Like, you're going to be so used to Michael Myers and being scared that by the time you get to be in middle school and high school, you're going to be the toughest dude out there because I was a scared kid. I was afraid of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, me so too. I love throwing right. this. I love the, the. uh you, know, you got four kids. Maybe you can help me with the, what is it? The exposure parenting? Like, I, I want to throw it in his face. I want him to sit on Michael Myers' lap and just be like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal when he's a year and a half old because I couldn't have done that when I was, like, 12 because I was afraid of everything. Boy, this so, is
0: great. This is bold yeah. parenting in okay. a way because what you're talking about is what, what do we always talk about with football? You want a guy who, when he's in the fire, he's calm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this, yes. is this is what you're creating. Good for you. I, I think you exactly. might get some pushback from some more fragile parents out there but i think you're on to something hey
5: man everybody's got their own you know you got a kid that you want to raise it that way that's how i'm raising mine you raise yours that way whatever my kid won't be afraid though when he's going through the haunted house all the girls or guys or whatever they're gonna love him, right okay so i'm a huge halloween dude my wife she gets like she loves halloween too but she gets so tired like the the the, the halloween theme song is just continuously playing in our house because I, I always just have it on. I have one of the 25 movies of the Halloween series on. Right, so I'm huge into that. But I do need a little bit of a come down to get into the rest of the holiday season. Now, that being said, I only need like a. I just need one by week. I need a by week okay. after Halloween okay. to get me out of my Halloweenness and not feel weird about getting right into the, into Christmas and Thanksgiving. And then once I have that by week, I'm coming back out. I'm ready to get the tree up. I'm ready to play the music. I'm very selective about what holiday film I'm going to watch first, right? Because you can't start off the season with some weird schmuck of a Christmas movie. Like, I think you have to start it off strong, right? You want to start your season off on the right foot. You don't want to go 0-1 and lose 37 to the 49ers. You want to put up a good performance. And so uh, I haven't even tapped into that
0: yet. Well, you, well I'm, what, I'm, so I'm, can you give us a, a, a little more specificity here? Is there a movie that sort of sets the tone just right?
5: Yeah, I... I will always and forever be a Christmas vacation guy. I think I've said on this very pod when we've been talking about movies, uh, one of the other junctures we were talking uh, that Christmas vacation is like a top five movie for me just in general. It doesn't matter that it's Hmm. only holiday specific. That movie brings me so much joy and I love the characters and so much comfort so much that it's a top five for me. So I like to really start the season off with a Christmas vacation viewing to just blast open the doors into the holiday season,
0: I'm gonna go a little chalk here. I think, but I'm in LA and it's not. You know, everybody loves the the big rolling debate about is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I Ooh. think it sets the palette though, okay? Because it's still sunshine outside. It's not like oh, we deep dove into into a foot of snow. Everybody, no, no. We're yep. still sunny out. I'm like, uh, look at this. Now we're starting to see what I call checker season emerging here. There's okay. a party because you're at work, but they're drinking and they have food. And the boss is like, even mm. the boss, like, hey, let up on the ro- on the work, lady. We're here to have a good time and go home if you want to. And all oh, yeah. the old man's in town. Great. You guys take a week if you need it. That's what checker season's all about. It's about getting drunk and working only if you feel like it. Sure. And taking time off and all of that so okay good i'm glad we, we did have a out.
5: pallet wetter though we did have a pallet wetter the other night i will say so the movie is christmas vacation which has yet to be viewed as we record this on monday november 13th but when we were putting up our christmas tree last week we had a pallet wetter and it was the second season of the santa clauses with none other than kevin hinch so we have a full Whoa. circle full circle moment here
0: on minus three Send that uh, Eddie Spaghetti, cut that, send it to Kevin Hench. He's so vain. He'll love it. He'll love that. All right. Here's an idea. This is vain of me to tell you your business. Okay. I think I've told you this before, though. You really want to take it to the next level with the impressions. Here's who you need to master. Frank okay. Caliendo and Rich Little. And Fred this, Travolina. How about that?
5: This is an interesting play here. This is an interesting. Do the impression of the right.
0: impression guys. Right. They, they call that
5: meta. I, I, that it is very meta. It's, it's very hard for me to wrap my head around. And actually, the first time that I met Frank Caliendo face-to-face, he was he was having like, you know, because people ask me that all the time too. They're like, oh, so you kind of like studying me, picking up things on me. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And Caliendo was doing that to me. And he was eyeing me in a way that I was like, I can tell he's not really listening to what I'm saying. He's figuring out my cadence. He's figuring out the way my mouth moves, the way my head tilts to the, and he admitted he was doing that, so uh, maybe we could just have like a Spider Man meme moment with with me and Caliendo. Because <laughs> so I was down in Alabama a couple of weeks ago, right for Alabama LSU.
0: By and, the way, great work! You did a great uh, what was it? A couple of months worth of going out to all the college campuses, yeah, and having a beer with some luminary from uh-huh. uh, Pigskin past and all that. It was uh, it was entertaining to check out there along. It was delightful.
5: Ago. It was an absolute dream. I mean, what, what best town, more best you college
0: town you saw? Uh,
5: I really enjoyed
0: Knoxville. Hmm, I'll buy that. I've, heard, I've never Tennessee. been.
5: Love it was. It, uh, it was. It, it was perfect timing. It was like the second week of October, so it was mm. beautiful fall. Said so, you know it, it was. It was really pretty. I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed all of them. I mean, uh, uh, Arizona State, um, Scottsdale, you know, that that she's it's like a golf course, right? It's like a golf, like a like a like a country club as a, as a college campus. Right. So that was gorgeous. Um, but yeah, absolute bang up time with uh, college football and Fox and Dos Equis this fall was was a whole heck of a lot of fun. I've
0: never um, been to an SEC game. It's crazy. I don't know how that like just bucket list. I mean, the whole SEC never, have yeah. never been to one of their joints. I got to get there. I think Knoxville, I think UT's fight song. I don't know if Rocky Top counts as their fight song, but either way, it is. I think that's their proper, their official one. Yeah. Um, Either way, that gets left off the list, the short list a little too, too often in my book. That's a great one.
5: Yeah. I mean, I walked out of there. That's all. It's like, I walked out of Knoxville. All I had was, uh, good. Oh, rock Rocky top. top. yeah. I mean, I had that. And then, uh, when I left Bama Dixieland delight, which uh, it's not their fight song, but it's kind of their like right. rally cry. Um, that was stuck in my head. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really, I
0: interrupted you. So go, so go back to what you were saying. I don't know if, if I, no, I, don't I really know.
5: dove into the deep end with sec yeah. stuff because, uh, I, I mean, I, the first inner inner conference game was at Bama Bama LSU. I mean, that d- doesn't get much bigger than that. And, and that conference. Right. So it was, yeah, I absolutely, you, you and spaghetti, if you haven't, I mean, you, you should get down and, and do something like that, but I saw I, you
0: talking about that, by the way, uh, over the weekend on social media, it was funny that, uh, LSU Bama, I guess, is kind of the college football version of Colts Patriots. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, how irrelevant. I mean, even though it was in Germany, mm-hmm. you think that that would make it noteworthy by itself? But I mean, what? What? I mean, how far has that little twenty first century rivalry sunk? I mean, that pretty grim stuff it, there. It is. I think I'd they, rather be you guys though the Colts, well, not you guys. I know you're you, you love yeah, black yeah, and I gold might. as well, but obviously your boots on the ground there in Indy, so you can't mm-hmm. help but root for the the shoe, the horseshoe a little bit too. Um, you guys are better set up than uh, than the Patriots are. Boy, Bill Belichick. That's do you do a <sighs> Belichick? Not really. No, I mean
5: because Belichick it almost you know Ka- Frank Frank also you know obviously Caliendo nails him and you know so i try not to step on too many of those that that, that he's known for doing but um yeah i mean they were showing replays and the whole kind of the series history and the rivalry of the the pain days and the tom brady and all the greatest hits and they watch it through this and then all of a sudden they're here for gardner Minshew and mac jones and it was like <laughs> oh what a <laughs> calm down man like yeah, Just don't even bring, like, don't play that montage of that that historic rivalry from, what was it, 2001 to 2010 yeah, it was, it was 11, whatever. Game.
1: Right. Right.
5: Yes. Yeah. I mean, just just don't even do it, right? Just just don't even uh, lead that into what we were about to watch and what we unfortunately did have to watch yesterday morning. Um, but, yeah, weird, weird times. But, all, like you said, like... <laughs> The Colts are five and five, just kind of hanging around that, that, uh, ball game, which hopefully is going to be on a Saturday between, uh, the black and gold and, and the Colts for the second year in a row in Indy, hopefully that's like a, you know, like a, like a eight and five Steelers team going against, uh, six and I don't know. You know I mean, hopefully it's something that's a little bit interesting there in the AFC playoff picture where at the time when Anthony Actually, Richardson yeah, got hurt, both. right. Right. When Anthony Richardson got hurt. And then, uh, you know, when, when, when the good guys were you know, after week one, everybody was down in the dumps and whatnot. Like it was kind of like, ah, man, that game might be iffy, but now it's looking like it's going to be an interesting one, which would be good. Cause I'll be there. Where
0: do you, where do you come down on this? Um, with, uh, with Kenny Pickett's Mike Tomlin's and beyond Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I mean, you know, I go on and on about it. No, I don't need to repeat myself, but for the umpteenth time here, I'm curious where you, cause I feel like you're, you skew kind of glass half full in life. Um, I don't know specifically do. with the Steelers. Do you, I mean, it, what, what is your take on this team? I I mean, I'll give you the floor. What, what, what do you think of the six and three Pittsburgh Steelers?
5: I'm not doom and gloom with these guys because like you said, at the end of the day, I mean, they're six and three. You have everything in front of you, right? It's a tough road the next t- couple weeks in the tour of Ohio. Yeah, sure. But a- if you can somehow have a, a-, a TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith dominated game against the Brownies somehow come out of there in a nasty like 19 to 16 game and, and steal one... And then all of a sudden, yeah, sure, you probably go lose to the Bengals in Cincinnati. But then, you know, you come back and you have Arizona. Uh, you have the Pats on Thursday night at home. Uh, you have a Colts, which is a very winnable game and a game that uh, uh, that has been dominated by Pittsburgh for the last 15 to 20 years. Um, you know, so you're setting yourself up to where 10 wins. Hell, if you can if you can just squeeze a little bit more out of this offense and continue with that ground game production we've seen in the last two weeks, who knows what you could steal out. And all of a sudden it's an, uh, it's an 11 and six team, right? It's hey, a 10, name 7 drop, team. Joey
0: Molinaro texted me in the early portions of the Steelers and Packers game and said that uh, this is the formula. And yeah, that's right. It may well, be ugly, if you are accustomed to watching Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, but it is not a fluke that the one team in these tight games keeps winning those games. It's not just some random well, thing that, boy, I don't know why that when we flip the coin, it's always tails. Who, who? Right.
5: Yeah. As the national media, I, mean, I hate to be, you know, national media conspiracy fake news guy, you know, but it's still like, you know, you watch get up on Monday morning and you got Dan Graziano going off on some freaking tangent about how they're not good at anything and somehow they win the game. It's like, okay, they don't have an explosive passing offense. They've shown that they have the ability to run the football. Their offensive line is continuing to grow. And this, this happens every single year. That's why at the beginning of the year, I tweeted out, I was just like through 18 weeks, you got to just roll with this team because you know that eventually they're going to be three and three, or eventually they're going to be uh, six and five and, and, and the offense is going to be ugly and yada, yada. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, like, Every year, we see November, December, the offensive line starts to gel more. Najee Harris becomes Mm -hmm. more of that physical back. All of a sudden, we get more of that identity. And then every year, by the end of Christmas, when we're going and popping the champagne for, for New Year's, it's either like, hey, the Steelers are there somehow. Again, it happens every single year. So we need to just stop with the whole like, oh, this is the year, the downfall. This is the year that they're going to bubble. Blah, blah. Like, it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, it, yeah.
0: The worst. I got news for the cynics. The worst is already in the rearview mirror. The this draft that they just had is the yes. foundation of a, a very nice half decade at minimum. Yes. And just as a reminder, I forget what's the cliche about if you get in the mud that you're going to get dirty, too. I mean, yeah. They, they don't look great because they're playing games that are supposed to finish 12 to 11 in now favor I, of the black and gold team. That's, that's the way coach Tomlin's doing. It. I've said it ad nauseum.
5: I know. And I, I, that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to finish up on is I I've seen you, I've heard you on this show. I've seen you online say like, yeah, it's by design. And I get that it's by design. And even my dad says, yeah, that's, you know, that's what coach Tomlin wants. He wants it to be that way. No one else wants it to be that way. like, this this whole thing about like yeah well the Steelers are zigging when everybody else is zagging and he wants it to be 1978 football and he wants it to be ugly it's like okay well there's a reason why everybody else is going after the Patrick Mahomes the Joe Burrows mm-hmm. the Josh Allen's the Jalen Hurts and they're playing the explosive and they're being dominated the C J Strouds now of the league like. That'd be like I, th- I was thinking about it, I was trying to put my cowherd cap on and think about like an analogy for oh. that whole thing of like well this is how the Steelers won it. It'd be like in uh, somebody in my shoes, right? Somebody who uh, uh, you know claims himself to be a comedian, right? Goes on the road like sells tickets trying to trying to sell tickets to shows and trying to be a known person in the entertainment world and be able to travel around the country and do shows. That would be like me saying, ah, actually, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to do it by social media. I'm not going to grow my, I'm not going to grow my audience and my promote and, 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 and promote myself and, and use this thing that everybody's using the internet to hopefully go viral and get people to want to come see me perform at these different cities. No, I'm going to do it the old school way and I'm just going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, down at Cracker Dreck uh, Comedy Club and perform for four people <laughs> and get my reps in and hopefully eventually some people will just, uh, you know, there'll be a talent agency person in the audience and bum town in uh, you know, Bumtown, Indiana and they'll see me and then they'll put me on like that that's just not the way it is now like i so i get to where it's like yeah this is how it is by design but i just
0: think that you're, you're i get the limitation i get exactly the limitation you're pointing to by the way you should just uh do do old school go like get some eight by eleven marigold uh pieces of paper, go to get them Xeroxed off, staple them up on the telephone poles, you're going to be a big hit, dude. Uh, yeah, no, you're exactly <laughs> right. There is a limitation. But I also think that the idea that like, hey, we're playing the Chiefs, we got to have to shoot it out with them. Let's try to 38-37 them is a losing proposition as well. And, and we've seen that bear out over the last half decade. If you're taking on the Chiefs in big spots, you're likely to come up short. I know Burroughs had his number, but that's a, that's a team... That's another mess. But okay. listen, let's not belabor all that. I want to hear from you because the football season, like life, as they always say, life is short. I always say, yeah, you know what? It can also be very long Mm -hmm. as people who've been canceled. People dug up tweets from 30 years ago or whatever it's been like. So life can also be long. So, too, it occurs to me is the situation if you're Deion Sanders. I mean, that wasn't very long ago that the Colorado Buffaloes were the hit of 2023. And Dion was rewriting all the rules, and he was in a position. He was puffing his chest out at the microphone and post-game pressers and telling uh, telling reporters, do you believe now and all of that? Let me ask Emo Dion as things as grim reality may be hitting a little bit. Dion, do you believe now?
3: Well, let me tell you something, Jake. Okay. I don't leave it to me to believe. I I leave that to the Lord. Okay. So when you ask me that kind of question, I cannot answer that for you because it is out of my hands. It is not a part of what I'm building. It's a part for the Lord. Okay. So what I'm doing right now is I'm thinking about looking into the son adoption portal because Shador has been working, but Shiloh ain't been playing like prime time, baby. And that's what we need in this program, okay? But I
0: mean, like, at least it'll be cool. You get a whole new conference next year. That's something to
3: get excited check, about, check, right? Check. Again, that is out of my hands. I come okay. in today, I coach today. Everything else, I leave that for the Lord. Okay, Okay. that is out of my hands. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go and record about 15 more athletic commercials with Coach Saban. Maybe take the Texas A&M job because they got enough money for me to be able to do whatever I want down there. Okay, so everything else I'm gonna leave to the Lord. But right now, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, but God
0: gave you—you left it to God, and He gave you the sons that you have. But you said you're gonna go to the adoption portal. And maybe Texas A&M and leave your sons in Colorado? Is that what I'm
3: hearing? Listen, Jake. Okay. That's not up to me. Oh, okay. Right. You said that, right. It It is up to what the Lord bestows upon me. Okay. What he wants me to do. If he wants me to go to Texas A&M, if he want me to leave Shador and Shiloh in the transfer portal, I got to get somebody who could do the job for me. But that's up to the Lord.
0: Oh, so it's okay. I see. I I think, I think I get it. Okay. You know, who's having a better year in football terms than, uh, than prime, It started out well, but team same old story, Patrick Mahomes riding high where everybody expected them to be number one seed right now in the AFC. How was your bye week Patrick Mahomes? Um, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. It wasn't,
6: Like Travis is though. I mean, you know, he's down in Argentina. I just had to go to Lawrence, Kansas with my wife and everybody's making fun of me for drinking Coors Light beers. But I had to go see my alma mater and who isn't very good either. So, I mean, it was fine. But, you know, just really worried about Travis kind of just because, you know, we used to be boys like we used to hang out all the time and play video games and stuff. And now he's just like down in Argentina and having his pop star
0: girlfriend. And I don't really know what to do about it. She seems cool, though, because she, like, watches football and stuff. And guys your age, that's really an appealing feature of uh, of a woman. It's like, hey, she hangs out with the guys and watches ball, right? I mean that, Nah, but that's I mean, I don't cool. really know.
6: Like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if you saw that handshake that she did with my wife, but, like, it just seemed kind of bony to me. Like, it just seemed, like, kind of pre-scripted, like something from a Disney Channel movie or something. So... I I don't really know if she does watch football. I mean, maybe she could say, like, throw it to Travis, but everybody says that to me. I mean, everybody wants me to throw it to Travis. I want to throw it to Travis. So, like, she shows up to the game, and all the cameras are all over all the time, and it kind of pisses my wife off. But now she's in the box with her, so everything's all
0: fine and dandy. But I don't know. Sometimes i just think it's kind of phony, you know? It's kind of like, so what you're kind of throwing off the bro vibes, right? She's like hanging with Trav was where it was at, you know? And now, like, this new... There's new chicks come along and shaking it all up, huh?
6: Yeah. I mean like we used to spend at least three nights on night on live like playing video games together. And, and it has been like three weeks. Like I just, it, I can't even rely on him anymore. And so now when he's not there and I can't rely on him to come play video games with me until three in the morning, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like, how can I build that trust with him when he's just off and about in Buenos Aires and then like traveling the world right when we're in the middle of the season, mind you. And I'm still in Kansas. Like I'm still going to Lawrence, Kansas. It's all gloomy and gray. And he's down there having the time of his life getting more famous when I'm the $400 million quarterback. This franchise wouldn't even be anywhere close to where it is right now. If I was, and playing quarterback for
0: him amen i mean l- i didn't mean to set you off um and okay. uh, I I mean, like i'm happy
6: i'm happy for him i'm happy for him and i love my wife i do but at the same time man like you know where's the love for me i'm, I'm it's kind of starting to piss me off a little bit
0: listen watch this space afc contenders this is maybe a storyline there are human beings after all and there may be some some frayed uh some frayed feelings down there in uh in arrowhead all right listen one thing that we are gonna watch is Joey Mulanaro when he delivers a nice new video on social media. Joey Joey Mulinaro is how we track you down on all all social media, correct?
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh t- yeah, everything. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. That's where I'm at.
0: You're the you're the tops, man. Keep uh keep entertaining us. You're a ray of sunshine in the too often grim world, man. Here we go, Steelers. Let's let's get the double digit wins and really upset these alleged Steelers fans by making the playoffs once again. Um. Meantime, thanks for all the time, pal. You're the best.
5: Love it. Absolutely. It's been, uh, like I said, off the top, a really, really uh, fun time listening to you guys and the 15 minute pregame show. Uh, that happens every, every, every Friday, right before the weekend, the football really, really love that. So thanks so much. Uh, always for having me. I love catching up with you guys. And, uh, Sheck, I know that, uh, I was supposed to meet up with you. That fell through when I was out there on the West coast, but that was uh, my bad.
0: I got some dad stuff. I had to tend to, and totally screwed understand up our schedule. I wanted As to have did a couple I. of belts with you, but, uh, we'll do that next time. Maybe, you know what, if it's Pittsburgh at Colts, on a saturday maybe i can make that work because i wasn't it supposed to be a monday night are they gonna flex out of that
5: no it's uh it's scheduled to be one of those uh saturday sunday oh, ones like the week before christmas
0: mm, okay yeah. there might yeah. be a road trip in my future i don't yeah, know about maybe
5: that. that or we can make you know you always got a place here or we can uh, hopefully link up off the banks of the three rivers one day at some
0: cool point. i'm gonna bring hench too and Let's spaghetti yes. and uh we'll, we'll we'll all get together it'll be awesome. terrific Thanks uh, thanks to your wife uh, for the kind <laughs> words about Hench. Thank you for the kind words. Thanks for all the time. We yeah. can't wait for the 2024 um, stand-up tour to get going. We'll yeah. obviously let the audience here know when, uh, when that gets going. Meantime, Appreciate thanks for everything, pal. It. Thanks, guys. And now a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out
7: of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too.
0: There he goes, Eddie Spaghetti. You ready for a road trip? Who's your State. You've never been there. You'll like it out there. Slippery Noodles is a good place to go see some live music in a real nice, cool, small venue. There's some cool, bigger venues there.
2: I have been to. I've been to the, the combine, so I have been there oh, yeah. once. Uh, I I did that was the Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa draft um, combine. So I I had my steaks at St. Elmo's and Harry and Izzy's, I believe, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. Cold town, but it was it was pretty solid.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird if you're from a part uh, with the the topography is so strange, like from just like an hour north of Indy all the way down. Or, 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 I'm sorry. And from Indy north all the way up to the northern edge of the border. It's it's so flat. It's what big sky country probably is means it, it it is so weirdly flat that it it's almost like if you're from a place like I am um <clears throat> a hilly portion of uh of the US it looks to me and it looked forever to me uh, from Indiana to then Chicago it looks like when you set the trains up for halloween for uh, christmas time like everything super flat, just it looked like models set up around. Like, but the, but real life has hills, right? No, not uh, not in Indianapolis. But yeah, it's a great place, a fun town. And really, I still think about a decade later, people still hold it up as maybe the most underrated Super Bowl town for what that matters. A really fun place there, but uh, great times with Mulanaro. Sad though about Dion. He's in his feelings a little bit. He was feeling so good just a couple months ago. I mean, the the best impression is going, I think,
2: and uh, I was talking to to Joey off air, giving him uh, very uncomfortable compliments, but. Uh, besides his impressions, and he even brought up the other videos he does, but he, he just put out a Seinfeld video, and I'm a humongous Seinfeld fan. I think it's the most, uh, you know, important show, uh, at least comedy uh, we've ever, you know, been around. So he did a video with that, talking about you know putting up Christmas trees too early, and the best part about it was just like him nailing George's dynamic with uh, his parents, with like, you know Costanza, Frank Costanza. Uh, he nailed that. So I mean, he just puts everything he does is funny, and it's just so hard to consistently put out funny stuff and be. Consistently funny in this day and age so again credit to joey that's why he comes on the show at least once a year
0: impressions are great and a rare skill and all of that but like i say it's the super specific situations that everybody relates to that then not just in stand but then the- <laughs> that he actually goes through the terrible jokes and all of that That people in those situations they really make me laugh anyway um we hope we'll uh we'll keep making you laugh and more importantly making you wise and getting you right for the upcoming week of football we'll do that on thursday with kevin hench and then on friday with the 15 minute show before all that eddie spaghetti and jen piaccente are going to get you right on tuesday with waiver wired for fantasy football sarah tiana and i are going to continue to dig in on the world of sports on extra points on wednesday make sure you're checking out all the great shows on the Extra Points Network. And like I say, we'll be back in just a few days. Until then, thanks so much, football fans and sports fans at large. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
7: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.